The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. And this morning, we're going to be visiting with Brandon Bass, a local attorney with the law firm of John Day. Brandon, good morning to you. Morning, Bart. Good to have you with us. A beautiful day out today. It is. Uh, summer is definitely here, and yeah. it is wonderful. It officially, for people who like to do things officially, I think I heard Brian this morning saying summer's in 13 days or something. So we're the doing weather's the out of the now. curve. Yeah. <laughs> Well, summer, you know, everybody thinks summer Memorial Day, you jump in the pools and go swimming, go boating, things of that sort. We're talking this morning, speaking of summer, uh, everybody is uh, ready for summer and we're we're promoting summer camps and things of that sort. So uh, one of the things that is on people's minds is summer camp and how, uh, you know, my kids, that's going to be, I'm looking for a little family time uh, and and this is going to be fun uh, summer camps how uh, what happens with the kids if they get hurt a bruised knee or you know have to have stitches whatever uh, and we're going to be talking about this morning uh, some of the issues that go along with that what should a parent do or does the camp make the first move do you fill out forms that say uh, one thing or another, what, what should they be doing? Well, you ask about the forms that people fill out, and, and um, anybody with little kids knows you sign your, your boy or girl up for a camp, and you're going to fill out all kinds of forms just to get them at, uh, enrolled. Besides the stuff where you say, yes, they've been vaccinated, yes, they're safe and, and healthy, uh, you always end up having to sign off those forms that say, if anything happens to my kid, I, we waive anything and everything that, that we know that a kid can get hurt doing these activities and we accept that risk um those waivers that i can't remember sending any of my kids to, to a, any camp with that i didn't end up having to sign something <laughs> and uh, that's safe for the camp it, it is owners it, it is um it, but they only go so far if your kid gets hurt at a camp um not everything's going to be the camp's fault of course some stuff is just part of being a little kid some stuff is just part of it. if they're going swimming, they might jump in where they shouldn't. Um, but the waivers that we sign do not give camps, summer camps or education camps, any of those kind of programs, an absolute right to do whatever they want with our children. They still have to treat them safely. They still have to treat them uh, and protect them from the obvious risks. The other part is kids can't enter contracts and we can't contract away kids rights um so the uh when a parent signs one of those waivers what's happening really is the parents giving up their own rights it's the parents any claims the parents might have may be gone by signing one of those waivers but they're absolutely ineffective for the children themselves the child cannot be 
just signed away by a simple piece of paper like when you're turning on your iPhone and you're clicking through all those buttons when you install an app. Just because you're clicking through all these things does not mean you can give up a kid's rights. Same thing is true when you're checking somebody in at a trampoline park or uh, a, a wooded camp or a lake camp. When you're signing all those for a kid, the kid still has the right to be taken care of. So if that happens, if you don't have the right to give up their rights, um, are you passing on the care of them to the camp uh, people? Or, or what? I mean, because sometimes a decision has to be made and the parents are not there to make it uh, about medical uh, issues, what kind of treatments they can receive. Uh, is that pretty well understood? Who has that right to make that decision? That's an excellent question. It, it is a great question. And, and the law is exactly what we would all hope it should be. That is, anybody watching out for a kid who's taken on the responsibility for a kid has to act carefully with that kid's interest in mind. Now, look, none of us are perfect. Uh, every parent has watched their kid get hurt sometime or another while they were six feet away and just saw the child just jump off a bed or something like that despite our best efforts. Same thing is true from a camp standpoint or anybody else who's taken care of a child for payment. Um, kid goes off to school, they cannot absolutely guarantee that child's safety, but they gotta do their best. They gotta do what anybody else who is reasonably careful would do under the circumstances. So camps, um, uh, summer schools, programs like that, they're not required to be perfect, but by God, they gotta do what any rational person would expect them to do under the circumstance. Now, should should the camps be relatively close to a physician or have uh, have it all planned where they're going to take the child if, if something happens? I mean, sometimes camps are not uh, right next to a hospital. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, I think that is somewhat on us as parents when we're choosing where we're going to send our kid off to. We do undertake some risk in, in terms of where we, we send them to. I would hope that if a child had some significant health risks that the parents knew about, that they'd make sure that an appropriate facility was nearby because that's the choice of the parents in sending them there. On the other hand, um, if a kid's going off to... Um, if, if the camp is hosting a camp for children with peanut allergies, I would sort of hope they'd have an EpiPen nearby and a doctor who knows how to treat an allergic reaction if that's the focus of the camp. Most of that's going to be, though, on parents in terms of choosing where we send our kids to and, and the, the degree of help that's going to be nearby for them. So be thinking ahead and ask the questions before you drive away. I think that's a rational thing for a parent to do. I, I, I will tell you, I don't hold a parent to that standard myself. Um, my kids, knock on wood, fortunately, don't, don't have any specific health needs that I know of. But if they needed to be near an EpiPen for peanut allergies or um, uh, an asthma attack or things, then I, I suppose I'd like them to be somewhere where I could be sure was nearby. There is no real requirement for summer camps and, and summer school or preschools and things like that to have each of these potential health issues laid out in advance 
once they're on notice of it though once you talk to the camp about it and say listen my child does have to be near um i keep thinking of the peanut allergies because it feels like that's what we hear about with kids these days more than anything else uh if the, if the parents discuss it with the camp, then yes, you'd hope they live up to that standard that they've set for themselves. Now, who pays the medical bills? And I guess we could look at that even farther. Uh, even if the parents are supposed to pay the medical bills, uh, if the parents are a few hundred miles away from this camp uh, and, and a medical uh, need comes up, is the uh, hospital or emergency room or whatever it is going to require money in advance before they treat the child um there is a law that says that a hospital cannot leave anybody who has an emergent need sitting in a waiting room or kick them out um that if you have an emergency need they can't say we're going to wait until you get your mastercard first before we let you come back in to see a doctor um now i'll tell you where i deal with this more often is you know, I, we represent folks who've been hurt or whose kids have been hurt. And where I deal with this pretty commonly is if your kid is hurt by someone else, someone else causes your child to need medical care, who picks up the cost of that care? That comes up regularly for us, whether it's somebody who's been hurt to summer camp because a counselor was not paying attention, the counselors were all ignoring the kids, or whether it's because... Um, kid just got in an accident, a car accident. The cost of those medical bills can be sent over to the, whoever chart whoever caused the harm, um, and to make sure that the um, the parents are not the ones left uh, picking up the buck for their kids' injuries. You can sue somebody just for a kid's injuries, just like you would for an adult parent steps in and files that lawsuit for the kid okay so uh those are things you need to have in mind uh and about the lawyer uh you don't need a lawyer prior to sending a child to camp do you no not at all I, listen I, I don't think anybody's ever called me up and said would you take a look at this waiver for me before i, I i'm sitting here right now about to drop my kid off for a, a swim camp would you take a look at this for me no absolutely not um uh and as i said look the waiver this is that we signed for our kids don't count the waivers we signed for ourselves do so I, i'm not altogether worried about it myself frankly i think it's been insulting that uh businesses ask people to sign waivers for kids that the business knows is completely ineffective just trying to i think it's a bit of a bullying tactic for folks um, but if you do sue somebody who's hurt your kid, when there's a kid involved, the, you have to have a lawyer in that circumstance. You cannot make a claim for your kid without getting a lawyer involved. Okay. And then what type of lawyer should you be looking for? An injury lawyer. It's the same sort of thing. So when kids get hurt, there are some nuances on lawsuits and legal claims. One of those nuances is you got to have a lawyer. Why do you have to have a lawyer? First, the rules say you do. But second is uh, you can imagine the potential for fraud 
if John Smith off the street just makes up a kid, <laughs> if John Smith goes and tries to file a lawsuit or settle a claim for someone who's not even his kid and now has taken away that kid's rights, or if you take a parent who has no involvement with their child whatsoever, has not taken the kid to the doctor whatsoever, hasn't seen their son or daughter in five years. And when they hear that their son or daughter has been in a car accident, they're the ones that run out and ask an insurance company to pick up the medical bills and stuff with no intention of delivering the money actually to the hospital. So the law is anybody who's going to make a claim for someone else has to have a lawyer involved. We lawyers, we have a whole bunch of good ethical obligations on ourselves, one of which is to check and make sure that everything we're telling the court is accurate. And the other is to tell everything we tell the court is accurate so we can say this money will go in the right place. Now, is there is this governed by the age of the child? And I mean, you look at 18, 21, what is the age? Uh, the law in Tennessee is you got to have a parent involved or um, uh, what we call a next friend as well, which is an old term basically meaning somebody else who has a relationship with that kid, right? Could be a grandparent, could be an uncle, could be a cousin, but it has to be an adult up until the time the child turns 18. And in, at least in Tennessee, once you're 18, you're generally allowed to do just about anything, including <laughs> sign your own contracts, file your own lawsuits, make your own settlements, and manage your own money. So 18 is the magic age. 18 is the magic age. Any child under 18 who gets money from a legal claim, well, there's two things we that the law won't allow. One is for the parents to blow that money. So the parents cannot get just free control over a kid's money. Um, that If a kid gets money for a legal claim, that's supposed to be sent out there in order to pay their medical bills and pay for their other needs and whatever's left ready for that child to use once they're on their own dime. Uh, the other thing is we really don't allow a 10, 15-year-old to make those decisions for themselves. You don't want to give a kid. Well, we see it enough from from uh, sports stars who at, at, in their young 20s get a, a big chunk of change and that money goes away in the blink of an eye. You sure don't need to give a 16-year-old a whole bunch of money and say, buy any car you want for you and your <laughs> friends. So the courts take that money and protect it and, and, and there's some, uh, some great steps in order to protect against a kid making financial decisions that would lose what they have and maybe put them in worse shape once they do turn 18. Our phone number, by the way, if you have a question, and we're going to start uh, taking those questions now, 615-893-1450. In the meantime, we're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. We'll get back and uh, take some of your questions. 615-893-1450. Brandon Bass is with us this morning. He's an attorney with the law firm of John Day. And what happens with your child? Are you concerned about summer camp? Are you concerned about your child just uh, facing summer? I mean, you don't have to go to summer camp to find some frightening things that children are exposed to. We'll be right back. There is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's coast to coast AM overnight, every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. 
by growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City inviting your family to come do business with my family. It's important to protect your pets from fleas and ticks, so we keep a full line of products to help you do that. Animal City is Murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store. At Animal City, you'll find a full line of pets and pet products, including freshwater and saltwater fish, birds, reptiles, small animals, and much more. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Still some traffic on 24 coming up through the Hickory Hollow area. All the traffic coming in from Rutherford County towards Davidson County. Just lots of radar up and down I-24 this morning. We saw some also over on 840 as well in parts of Williamson County. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Log on to GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high into the mid-80s. Then for tonight, mostly clear skies, alone near 57. Friday, slight chance for rain and storms, high of 81. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. We click in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Welcome back. It is 8.30 now. 8.30 right up and down. Brandon Bass, a local attorney, is with us this morning with the law firm of John Day. And if you have questions... Give us a call or text us. Actually, texting is probably better. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. And the person uh, who is uh, has this question evidently has a child. And they said, what if we have some money coming into our child, either through inheritance or some other source, and they are not 18 yet, and I'm afraid that they would spend that money in unusual ways. <laughs> what can I do? Can I do something to protect that money from themselves? Absolutely. Um, in fact, you're you're typically required to. So um, if a kid gets money, and by kid I mean anybody under the age of 18, the default rule is that's supposed to go to the local courthouse. It gets sent to the court clerk. They put it in basically a savings account. Judge puts down an order and the court keeps up with it up until the time that kid turns 18. doesn't matter whether it's coming from a lawsuit or just about any other source. If it's over a, a few thousand dollars, it's supposed to be deposited in there. The kid themselves is not supposed to. And, and, and 
listen, there's some mature children out there, but they are few and far between to where they should be able to go down to a Chevy dealership and buy whatever Corvette they want, you know, <laughs> at, at the age of 16. Um, so, I'm not sure that 18 is going to be too much difference. I, I don't think so either. Um, so with a little bit of money anyway, um, it goes down by the courthouse, court clerk, sticks it in an account for them, and then when they turn 18, they can generally go get it. Now, there are other investment options. You talk with a lawyer about it, and you go in front of a judge and say, Judge, we've got a little more money for this child than an 18-year-old might necessarily want to receive. And maybe that the, the normal little savings account, those are great for keeping a little bit of money, but maybe that's not as uh, great of an investment for this child as... If we're going to hold it for 10 years or something, then the savings account's not going to grow all that much as much as you might put in some other kind of bank investments. So you can ask the judge with some formal papers to let you do something creative with it so that when the child needs it by planning, whether that's hopefully to go off to school or, or um, buy their first home or what have you, it'll be available at that time and as much as possible. The judges have a lot of discretion, and we are really, really blessed in this community to have some great judges who, every time I've seen them, they are really conscientious of what's in the best interest of this child. Let's make sure they have what they need, and it'll be ready for them when they need it. Uh, here's another question from a listener. This one is a text, and they're asking, what happens if we feel that uh, somebody else might be having an eye on that money? Is there some way we can protect the child from uh, weakening and, and just giving the money to somebody else? That is a great question as well. <laughs> you know, I, I take that question myself to be the type of person who's a, the, I was going to say a child, but the type of any person who wants to help others and may have a hard time saying no. So uh, the money may just go out to somebody who's really not as in need as that child. Um, you want to do your best to protect people from themselves, especially when they're trying to help others in the process. When they're under 18 anyway, absolutely. If the court clerk is managing the finances for that kid, they're managing them really in just a savings account. The child has no access. If the child has a need, they can go down by the courthouse and you file a, uh, some papers, talk to the judge, and ask and say, you know, this child has a special opportunity to go off to an education program that very few kids do. They've been invited to go uh, participate in, in JROTC somewhere in a big tournament. It's a special Can we get a little of that money early before the kid turns 18? Because otherwise they're going to miss this wonderful opportunity. You can go in for those, but otherwise, the money's under lock and key. If you get it in from a lawsuit against summer camps, against another driver, insurance company, anything else, it's under lock and key, and it's in a savings account that uh, the kid does not have any access to. Very good. So uh, be aware of those things. 615-893-1450. We're talking about issues that uh, in impact our children uh and what happens if the child has just turned 18 uh are they suddenly free to do whatever they wish with that money or uh, because a lot has not changed in their mind i don't guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah by default that is the rule we've uh 
the age of majority, uh, adulthood in Tennessee is 18 years old. Um, at that point, you got to hope they have a good, strong moral compass. You can talk to the child about why don't we put this as far away from you as <laughs> as humanly possible and in, in a uh, outside your hands. Um, but the default rule, anyway, is that at 18, kids are entitled to their money the same as anybody else. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Summer camps, uh, money from lawsuits, any of these things are open games these days. People are out there uh, helping children spend their money and helping them find ways to invest it. A little scary sounding, too. Yeah, I... uh it's a lot easier if you're talking about a 17-year-old who's saving it for a few months than it is a 7-year-old who's saving it for 11 years, trying to figure out what the best thing to do is for somebody. But um, the good news is our court system, at least, make sure that the kids themselves and their uh, parents, you know, most folks are trying to do the best by their kids, but that the parents are not um, in a position to have to make really challenging investment decisions that end up blowing through their kids' money. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Brandon Bass. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you, gentlemen? Doing fine. Awesome. Hey, um, I just have really a couple comments. Uh, I think the courts are working a little better towards having the dads in scenarios, but to me, they still don't see, and child services also don't see a dad as a primary parent. Um, I got a son in a situation that I called uh, Department of Children Services on the mother because she was addicted to drugs. And um, they went out, talked to her, and um, gave her three days to come in and take a drug test and then told her she was on drugs, that, uh, you know, they have programs that they help her, and uh, that way she wouldn't lose any custody of her children or anything. And then, so four years later, uh, she decides that uh, she wants to try to take full custody of the children instead of joint custody. And so um, she calls DCS on my son, says he's alcoholic, they don't take care of the children, and he's been doing it now for four years. And um, first thing they do is come out and start investigating him like he's a bad parent, and now they're... Uh, She's hired a lawyer to try to take the kids away from him where he, uh, she don't even want him to have Father's Day. And so, you know, I, I was like, you know, it's kind of funny that they can, so you can make a complaint about the mother and they want to try to help her straighten up and the mother can complain about the dad and it'd be false allocations and the first thing you, they do is try to take the children away from him. You know, it is challenging and stressful to be a loving parent in any situation it is certainly more challenging and stressful to be a loving parent when uh your uh, the mother or father that you share with the children uh aren't in a cooperative role and certainly when it turns into a um competitive and adversarial role like that uh, my heart goes out to everybody involved in the situation i do think that getting a lawyer it's not the kind of work kind of work i do but getting a lawyer who can help navigate that process to make sure that the children's best interests are covered and the vast majority of the time that best interest does involve a solid relationship with both parents 
Thank you for calling. Good, good points. Uh, I'm glad you brought those up. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. In hearing comments like that, questions like that, it, it shows that the children are the ones who are at risk out there. I mean, they're the ones who uh, are, are wanting both sides there are wanting that child. And uh, I guess sometimes one side or maybe both sides don't always open up to what's best for the child. I represent folks who have lost a loved one or been seriously injured and that includes their children being seriously injured. That's where I see it most commonly. And as I was saying with that caller a moment ago, that gentleman, um, it is, it is challenging as a parent. You are going to encounter obstacles in life that that uh, that make you feel like your heart is six feet outside your body, running around. It is all the more so if you can't see eye to eye with the other parent for those children, and it's an important process that we navigate regularly. The good news is in what we take we do. Again, we're typically in this circumstance going to be representing a child who's been injured through their parents. No matter what anybody wants to do, if dad wants to settle a case and wants to do this with the money for their kid, if mom wants to do something different, they want to try the case, they don't think the child should even file a lawsuit, a judge has to approve it at the back end. That part is really, really important. And it's a, it, so if mom and dad do not see eye to eye about what should happen to take care of their son or daughter who's been hurt, a judge is going to make sure that at least whatever is chosen is at least within the range of reasonable options. Um, may not be what everybody exactly wants, but it's going to make sure that that child has as much, uh, at least financial resources available to them as possible. So is this through a regular court or is it through juvenile courts or, or what, what is this through? What the circumstances I deal with are, again, if, some, if a child is hurt, it's going to be in a regular court. Um, you file a lawsuit for little Johnny Smith through John Smith or John and Jane Smith through the parents. File a lawsuit for them and then the money at the end of the day. If that child's been hurt and it's someone else's fault, the court and the jury holds them accountable, the money goes into a special bank account to sit aside for that child. If everybody agrees the child, the insurance company wants to do right by that child, they recognize the child should be taken care of, and everybody agrees, you still come in front of the judge and say, Judge, we've all agreed. Here's paperwork, here's medical records for you to see to make sure that you're, we're doing the right thing by this child, that nobody's uh, penny pinching, nobody's sacrificing what this child's entitled to. There's going to be enough money to cover all this child's medical bills today and tomorrow and that anything else is going to be set aside so that when they're an adult, the child can make their own decisions about it, figure out whether they're going to go off to school, whether they're going to join the service or what have you, and, and make, um, as you were saying earlier, Bart, hopefully at 18, more sound decisions than they would at 10 years old. But, um, but uh, there's always a risk when somebody turns 18 that they're not. Well, Quite children ready. are not mature. I mean, we hear that on broadcast all the time when we have experts on uh, children who are driving. They make 
wrong decisions. They certainly will make wrong decisions more than likely on financial issues. So, I mean... Yeah, I would say this. Uh, If you have a child who's 18, and for whatever reason, whether it is an inheritance, whether it is because of lawsuit money they'd received when they were younger, if a kid is about to get a bunch of money, set him down and talk to him for a long time and maybe go talk to a financial planner. If you have a child who's turning 18 and is not getting any money, set them down for a long time and talk to them about what financial decisions they're going to be encountering in the next few years, how to avoid debt and credit card debt and all these things. Set them down anyway and maybe go talk to a financial planner. Um, Because it's... uh, I don't think many of us leave high school knowing how to do much more than hopefully balance a checkbook. And a lot of the youngsters don't even know that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what about being exposed to people who want to take advantage of those children, especially those who have a little extra money. Uh, Is there anything a parent can do to protect their child from those people? I mean, once the child is of legal age, uh, can you, you, you wanna be able to help a little bit. There are extreme scenarios um, where a child is truly vulnerable um, you remember Brit- this is all in the news of Britney Spears mm-hmm. oh, where yeah, they had a, yeah. a conservatorship appointed now that when I say extreme scenarios I'm saying this is where we somebody goes to court and says this person is not just because they have a little bit of money it's because they truly are a danger of hurting themselves or blowing they cannot manage their lives they have some typically form of mental health illness or something that's going to hold them back taking those issues off the table if you have a child who doesn't have uh, any kind of special needs that would require a court to basically take away their civil rights, and if they're going to have to make their own decisions, I wish, Bart, I could tell you that there is a uh, magic wand for a parent to use to teach their kids sound financial and sound uh, personal decisions. Um if anybody knows it, I'm more than happy to go pick up one of those magic wands for myself. It's just, parenting is hard. And each child is different, too. Each child is different. Each child poses their own joys and their own frustrations. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Maybe you have a, an example you could share with us. We would love to hear from you on that. Uh, it may be an example that could help somebody else. That's what it's all about sharing information with others and helping them through that road that you have been down, hopefully successfully. 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll return. Brandon Bass is our guest this morning. He's an attorney with the law firm of John Day. We're talking about children, and they're not always children, especially when they get to be 18. They still may act like it, but... uh, (laughs) They're an adult in the eyes of the courts. And what can we do to protect them? Or is there anything we can do? Just hope that uh, the big bad wolf doesn't get them. You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey, one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four. 
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Relaford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. We have everything you need for your garden, your lawn. We have clothing, some of the greatest gift ideas. We also have baby chicks. So please come see us for everything you need for your farm and home needs. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. This is Tina Fox at the Relaford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, a high into the mid-80s. Then for tonight, mostly clear skies, a low near 57. Friday, slight chance for rain and storms, a high of 81. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. The GNS and our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS. Welcome back. Our number is 615-893-1450. Just about uh, eight minutes left in our broadcast this morning. If you have something that can help us uh, make our way through raising children better, <laughs> share it with us. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. Brandon Bass is with us from the law firm of John Day. As you finish different uh, cases, I, I bet you walk away sometime with a lot of information that you, as a parent, are thinking, I, I'm glad that I, I handled that case because uh, I can be a better parent now. You learn from, I hate to say it, from others' uh, problems. Yeah, I don't know if it makes me in any way a better parent. It certainly with what the things that I deal with make me a more anxious parent. I think my wife would say that for sure. I mean, um, I can see a whole lot of boogeymen everywhere of things that could hurt the kids pretty badly. And that, um, really are frankly, really unlikely to occur. It's just, I've, I see a whole lot of worst case scenarios. So, um, I, I don't know that I've got great parenting skills. I just got a whole lot more reasons for heartburn. <laughs> so, as you see those wolves hiding behind the trees, <laughs> uh, what kind of advice would you give parents? Right, because I don't, I don't have that uh, vision that you already have had. I mean, I don't know about how much bad is out there. So here's some things. Uh, great question. Here's some things that I've seen that, frankly, I don't think I appreciated. Uh, when I was younger, and I'm not sure I would have appreciated it if I hadn't seen a lot of the worst case scenarios. Um, get a good car seat and have the fire department or the other EMTs help make sure it's installed really tight. Um, we do that program. We do a program for that w with Murfreesboro community. We do it occasionally where we'll get with the firefighters, we'll give away car seats at times and, and get kids. I've seen too many wrecks where 
children did not walk away and I've seen wrecks where children were the only ones to walk away because they were in situated very well in car seats absolutely do that it is not just which uh, which seat you buy from Walmart or Target it's how it's put in um, have your kids wear helmets when they wear when they ride bicycles and scooters and things when I was a kid I, I'll tell you I'm in my 40s I don't recall ever seeing anybody riding a helmet growing up and we were on bikes every single weekend but it is absolutely the norm now because it takes one silly fall to mess up a life so I would say car seats you see that I, I I see it I don't I don't see it as often anymore because kids are wearing helmets like it, it's become norm it's become the, but a good helmet as don't just buy something from a garage sale that, that could be 15 years old and may not have the stuffing in it's another thing we've done at times uh, uh, from the law firm down the street here um, we've put together programs where we give away uh, bike helmets for little kids um, but don't pick up like a 15 20 year old used one get an actual decent working helmet for the kid it's one of those things it's murphy's law if you have it it'll never be useful if you don't have it you might have needed it you know and that's you don't want to have to need it and have it not work you know there aren't too many parts of my body i care about that much as my skull and for my kids as well the skull's the one i know they're going to need for quite a while so wearing those helmets um uh, and then around the home, um, when kids are very, very young, I would say watch out for water sources. Um, kids drown, toddlers drown in tiny little water sources if they're left to their own devices for even a few minutes. So don't leave them alone. And I mean, if the bathtub's filling up, the I hadn't even thought about that. It's, yeah. It, um, it it's not just pools. It's not just pools. If if uh, if the kid's not strong enough to get their face up out of the water, it just doesn't take that much. So be aware of those things. Doesn't take much time. You just walk out of the room. Sometimes. You know. I mean, uh, I I no longer I no longer have little toddlers myself, but I, I can think of plenty of times that I'm might turn on a bathtub for the kid and then walk and go take care of another chore, make dinner, do something else, and then come back. If the child's been around, it, it, it just doesn't take very long for tiny little lungs to fill up. Here's a, a question here from a listener who said their child is six years old now, and about a year ago they were involved in a traffic accident with a friend. They were riding, a parent was driving, and uh, they were injured. Uh, another child's parent was driving, and they were injured. Uh, and we signed off, they said, but now my child is having some issues with some things that we think are related to the accident. Is there anything that can be done? Because they're going to probably have to have some more medical procedures. It's an excellent question. I can't answer it without more details. So we were talking a little bit ago, Bart, about how whenever you settle a claim for a kid, it requires a judge to rubber stamp it. The amount of money, the, the, the depth of what a judge must do or is allowed to do to review the facts depends on how much money it is in a few other circumstances. Okay, um, $10,000 or less, for example, there's 
the judge is not required to do quite as much as if it's $10,000 or more. When $10,000 or more, usually they need to look the kid in the eye at times. I can't tell from the message whether or not a judge approved any transfer of money. So when they say they took care of everything, I can't remember how they put it, they signed all the papers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those papers were. Um, Those papers may be worthless. They may have been completely ineffective if they weren't done the right way. You cannot sell away a kid's rights without having the government by way of a judge come in and verify, yes, this is fair for the child. This is in the child's best interests. So the rulings are different for children than adults. An adult, you can sell away your rights by way of your right to file a lawsuit at any time. You get uh, you get hurt in a car accident. You're not hurt too bad. You just lost a toenail, and you just want to say, look, buy me, buy me a Big Mac, and I'll trade you away. I'll sign this piece of paper. As an adult, you're allowed to make your own decisions about things. But as a child, child's not allowed to sign a contract, and a parent is not allowed to sign away their rights. So, if it was... It depends on what the papers say for this person. If the papers were in court, were presented across, then it's unfortunate. Um, Any judgment or settlement is almost always for all time. It's expected to be the last time you're ever going to get a chance to come back and ask for more money. So the future losses all have to be figured out and taken into account before you resolve it. Frankly, that's part of what a judge is there for as well as to make sure a parent is not selling their child short, saying, oh, I'm sure everything will be just fine. We'll get it all figured out. The judge is there to say, no, you're not allowed to sign these papers. We're gonna, you can come back to me in a little bit, but let's make sure that um, they're doing well in school, that they're not having any brain issues, that they're not, that, that you know, they may be uh, walking with a limp right now. Let's make sure that limp goes away. So the judge is there to make sure that the best interests of the child today and tomorrow are taken care of. For people who have additional questions, where is the law firm of John Day? Uh, we have one of our offices right here on Medical Center Parkway in Murfreesboro. That's um, uh, it, com has all of our firm addresses listed. And we have another main office in Brentwood. Some Two main offices in, in Murfreesboro, Brentwood, and another office, a satellite office in Nashville. Very good. Brandon Bass, our guest this morning from the law firm of John Day. Brandon, thank you for sharing this morning. Some great information, good for parenting, good for raising those kids right, too. Thanks. Good to see you as always, Bart. Hey, have a great day. Stay with us. Much more to come, live and local, right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS Murfreesboro. Hey, have a good day.